0: Hi, I'm Clement Liu. Welcome again to Just Sustainability, curious conversations about sustainability, equity, and social justice. For the last episode of Season 1, I thought I'd offer you something slightly different, The conversation being featured isn't one that I recorded specifically for Just Sustainability. Rather, it's an outtake of a presentation that Troy Goodenough and I recorded for the Council of Public Liberal Arts College's 2021 meeting. The presentation is about a program that Troy and I created with the support of the Institute of the Environment at the University of Minnesota. The program, which we named AISLE, or the Intercultural Sustainability Leaders Program, invites a cohort of students who are all engaged in social justice advocacy to spend a year meeting with various sustainability leaders across Minnesota to discuss the intersection of sustainability and equity. Because there's so much overlap between what we talk about in Aisle and what gets discussed in this show, I thought you might also be interested in listening to Troy and I chat about IELTS. Hi, thanks for joining us to learn about the Aisle program. I guess we should start by introducing ourselves. Uh, I'm Clement Liu. I'm an assistant professor of environmental studies, and I'm the student success coordinator in the Office of Equity, Diversity, and Intercultural Program, and uh, I'm one of the folks who uh, put together aisle and have been hosting it for our students and then i'll turn it over to troy who can introduce himself as well
1: hello friends my name is troy goodnow and i serve as sustainability director here at the university of minnesota morris and have had the pleasure of doing so uh going back to about 2006 and so it's been it's been fun having colleagues like clement to uh to try new things and we're excited to share this experiment with you
0: so uh let's go to our first question um so you came up with the idea uh, for IOL originally. Uh, why do you think Um and Morris needed that program? Uh, what were you hoping that the program would accomplish?
1: Uh, there, there were a couple things that have been bubbling up for the past c- couple years, and you know, one one of the most immediate uh, responses to that is that over the last decade plus, you know, at least as a director in the office of sustainability, you know, every semester I hire a lot of interns, like anywhere from ten to fifteen interns, and. Um, w- while we've we've had a lot of amazing students come through the office that the last decade or more, I, I, I guess I was feeling on a personal and professional level like maybe we weren't having as diverse of a, a, a students come through the office as I, I think we we should, or I w- wished we would, given given our 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 diversity profile as a campus, which is a very diverse campus, and so. I, I was wondering if there were some things that i could do in partnership with other friends to help improve the diversity of the office of sustainability but also just more broadly asking questions about um, inclusion did, did, did do people did people feel included across our campus in the sustainability conversation and feel like um, that's there was something in sustainability for them and so uh, we'll say more about this later but but coinciding with those feelings, it was just really awesome that the university of Minnesota has resources and has something called the Institute on the environment. And, uh, and they, they created this new grant funding round that was really focused on diversity, equity, and inclusion, um, pilot projects. And so that, that was kind of lit the fire for trying to do a new project like this. Um, it, and, and so in, in terms of, What we were, uh, you know, uh, hoping to accomplish with with this in in, in terms of what we we said we were going to do, the the brief nutshell of that is we said we were going to create a new program. The program was going to be called the Morris Intercultural Sustainability Leadership Program or IELTS Program, um, which we could have fun with as a name. And, you know, you want to have fun names for things. Um. We, we did say we wanted to bring together a diverse group of students with different identities and backgrounds um, to explore the meaning and impact of sustainability for themselves and in their home communities. So we did want to, our goal was to connect with these students, to invite them to go back or reconnect with their home communities, to learn from elders or others in their own community about what they thought sustainability or environmental work meant. Um, we were, we were hoping to, um, to, to also, uh, you know, visit with other elders from across the state, like find uh, other diverse sustainability leaders from across the state. uh, And then um, maybe they would learn by doing that. And then we also wanted them to, uh, to ideally for us to have a shared experience and to even share more with the student body about what they, what they learned about sustainability for themselves. So those were some of our initial goals. Uh-huh. And, uh, but so, so I think moving, moving on from that, that big picture, um, you know, partnership is so important. Um, and it's, it's been awesome, Clement, working with you. So maybe we, you could just talk a little bit about, you know, IEL is based on a collaboration between the office of sustainability and the environmental studies, which you're a part of the office of equity, diversity, and intercultural programs. So why do you think a partnership like this was important for this IL program and, and for generally promoting sustainability and sustainability education?
0: Yeah, no, it was terrific. working with you too. And still working with you. It sounded like I said it in the past tense, but I guess it's present tense. We're still working together. Uh, well, so I think the first part of my answer would be just to note that equity and inclusion are, are important parts of sustainability. Right. So like, um, I think sometimes there's a mistake in thinking that, uh, folks who are interested in equity and inclusion and folks who are interested in sustainability are different folks. When I, I really think if you're interested in sustainability, you, you you have to be interested in equity and diversity uh, and inclusion and social justice more broadly. Uh, because um, when I think about sustainability, what I think about is an endeavor that's, that's intended to develop a society that supports mutual flourishing, right? So like, uh, mutual flourishing over time. And then when you're thinking about what mutual flourishing means, right? When you're just thinking about what it means for people, at least the people part of right sustainability to do well, it requires that they live in a just and fair society, right? It's hard to, to do well, to have a good life, to flourish. If you live in a society that's oppressive, right? Particularly if it's oppressive to you, but to oppressive to anybody, no one really wants to live in an oppressive society. And then if you're looking at the other side, right, if you're thinking about equity and inclusion and social justice, it, it requires being uh, involved in thinking about uh, environmental, economic, and social disparities, right? So like, what? how does inequity uh, manifest? It manifests in things like environmental racism. It, it uh, manifests in terms of like, you know, uh, right, like wealth gaps and poverty. Uh, and it, it uh, manifests in, right, like, you know, social exclusion and in marginalization, right? And those are all things that sustainability folks should be thinking about. And so uh, when it comes to the the various uh, units that are involved in this project, right? Environmental studies, uh, office of sustainability, equity, diversity, intercultural programs, the work when it comes, to, our work is overlapping, right? Because sustainability and uh, inclusion are such sort of importantly, like overlapping, tied together things, our individual kind of projects overlap with one another. So it makes sense for us to like do a project together and to think about how we can do these things in an integrated and holistic way and to help our students to also think about those sort of things, When right? Because they're going to be us in 10 years, hopefully. And so they should be already now starting to think about uh, these topics in an integrated and like cohesive uh, uh, way, and so why I think it's important that we had the particular groups of folks involved that we did. So the Thank next, question, uh, <laughs> so the next question that uh, we want to ask each other is: so, well, uh, you know, we we've at this point talked about uh, why we created the program um, and what informed our choices about who was involved in its creation. Oh, uh, we really haven't said what we created yet. So, like for folks who might not have, well, I don't even know how how accurate how detailed or abstract is. So, folks might have no idea what we've actually created or what Isle is. So, maybe uh, I will invite you to say a little bit about what is Isle. What so what what have you been up to for the past couple of years? You
1: bet. So yeah. So the nuts and bolts of it, right? So so there's kind of what we wanted to do, and then and then what we ended up doing, and so so the. The the way the program has really played out is, uh, we we wanted because because we received a grant uh, you know a, a significant grant from the University of Minnesota Institute on the Environment, um, you know one of the nice things about that is is we we knew from the beginning we wanted to be able to provide some stipends to students to be able to participate in the program and so that was an important piece to us and so we were able to to obtain funding for. Paying students to be a part of the program. We also received some funding for travel and some funding for um, visiting with elders. Um, Obviously, the the the, we we really with with we have had two kind of pilot years. The first year we did at least get one travel trip in, although we had planned several really fun travel some trips that we didn't get to make, but we did make it to the Upper Midwest Association of Campus Sustainability, uh, the UMAX conference at Carleton. Um, and that was that was like a really important bonding experience that a lot of our uh, isle team members got to um to be a part of um but but then the, as and then we we did have a couple in person um elders visit. so like the key component i think what we found the key component of this program was really centered on uh bringing elders into a shared space so we had like a living roomish area where we all met right and we got together um Six, seven of us in a in a in a smaller, more intimate living room type space, and then either uh, pre COVID we had an elder come visit with us, or post COVID uh, we would, you know, zoom in an elder from afar, and uh, and 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 it was pretty. It w- it was uh, I think we were really intentional from the beginning about being kind of low key about um, not over defining sustainability, but really focusing on on storytelling, and so. We did, we did do some prep with, um, we did do some prep with, throughout this whole process, we had a student coordinator uh, who was amazing. And so she was, she was always working with us to generate the agenda and think about the agenda and then plan out a little bit of some questions. We, we used uh, somewhere in the middle of our process, we started using Discord as well, you know an online technology tool to, to continue some dialogue in between. Our conversations with elders but 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 a really big focus was on listening to elders listening to elders share their stories about their sustainability journey but also their professional and life journey and um and then and then again our goal was really to launch a successful pilot year or two and so we did a lot of recruitment by identifying already kind of already Diversity equity leaders across our campus landscape, and so uh, so so we we did a little bit of so selecting ourselves. Especially, it was really helpful, Clement, your background with, with your vantage both as a professor but also as as a DEI success coach. You, you had you and then and then obviously our student coordinator kind of had some understanding of some of the various diversity equity groups on campus and who who might be interested in participating and then of course we did out reach out to them and find out if they uh, would be interested in making this commitment which was you know a meeting at least every two weeks throughout the semester and guaranteeing their time for that for that space and so more to say about that but let's let's let me, let me turn it over back to you again, again Wait, wait, come oh, to, just oh, to ask oh,
0: oh, oh, i ahead. want i want to ask you a clarifying question oh, okay so you talked about elders. Could you say a little bit about who the elders are and how we pick them?
1: Yeah, well, right. so and again, we're, we're we, we, we we did use that word elder, you know through this this whole dialogue. and so obviously it, it, there is some uh, you know some communities use that that word very specifically, but I think you know we, we we were trying I feel like we we did we kind of used that word throughout the program to say, you know, to really honor and say, there are people we can learn from, um, from really diverse backgrounds. And so some, our elders included people who are, were very focused on well-being and health. And um, even like we had a martial arts practitioner, uh, we had, um, I, I don't know if we, we, we can unpack some of the, the various people, but but we, we had, uh, you know, we had leaders from uh, some of our top nonprofit sustainability organizations in Minnesota, including, you know, uh, energy organizations. We had a sustainability director, um, from one of our, one of the schools in Minnesota. Um, uh, we, we've had, uh, so we had a wide range of diverse leaders who are actively in at, at the academy or their own private situation or, um, or, uh, education, um, and so, so, so and, and we also discussed, we also had some, since, you know, we also discussed with our aisle team who might be some of the people they would want to visit with. So obviously there was a bit of trying to give them some confidence and work together to try to say, are there some cool people out there in Minnesota uh, who you would like to visit with? And so that also helped inform some of the, 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 the elders we reached, we, we reached out to, Mm. yeah. Um, And so, so we're, we're, you know, we're two years into this and I think, you know, feeling good, but obviously could still improve. And so, you know, after two years of running this program, Clement, maybe you could just touch on a little bit of, you know, what are some of the highlights um, for you and for the students in the program, do you think?
0: Yeah. So uh, one of the things I think that we accomplished with the program that uh, makes me very happy is that we built a strong community of students. Uh, right. So like, uh, how many students have gone through the program the first two years? I think it's something like 11 or 12, which doesn't sound like a ton for some folks, but when you consider that our campus has like between 1300 to 1400 students, right. That's a full 1% of our campus, like, you know, student population. Um, right. Formed kind of a, a a really strong sense of community and cohort and uh, uh, developed friendships. Uh, And that sense of community is a community that's built around uh, a common interest and desire to make progress when it comes to working on the intersection of sustainability and equity on our campus. And so, right, uh, I, I I think often when it comes to issues like sustainability and equity, it's about building solidarity, building partnerships, uh, building coalitions. And I, I think we did that, right? For our little spot of the world where we have the most impact, we helped build a coalition of students that expanded sort of the circle of folks who are working on these uh, these projects. And so I think that that's deeply important. And I think that's a, right, a benefit that comes from our program. Um, and I think we've also, in inviting students, who historically haven't seen themselves as part of the sustainability uh, efforts on campus, even though they were interested in sustainability, but saw themselves more as uh, student leaders working towards equity and inclusion. Um, We've brought uh, a a broader range of perspectives uh, or at least amplified perhaps the underrepresented perspectives into the sustainability discourse on our campus, right? So like there are students who can speak from perspectives that I don't think have been heard as much uh, about sustainability and who are now kind of confident and see themselves as having a role participating in those discourses. And then I think they can also take back some of the sustainability discourse to the students, to their colleagues and peers who uh, are working with them on more equity-oriented issues, right? Because everyone we picked uh, for the, the program Was a student leader in some organization that was working towards equity on campus, or you know, in somehow was involved in uh, equity efforts on campus, and so right, it it, I think this builds sort of a lot of communication from those two different groups of students who, I think in the past, have some overlap, but not as much as they should have, and so now I think that that sort of bridge exists from having those students, Um, and I think lastly you know, definitely not least, there was, uh, it was a lot of fun, right? Like, uh, you know. Um, it was. Yeah, so people often say, you know, like, if it was fun, people wouldn't call it work. But in this case, this work really was fun, right? Uh, it was terrific being able to to build relationships with the, this group of students because, right, they are really, like, awesome students who are doing really cool work. And they're, like, great, like, are the folks that are, like, got that mix of, like, you know, great minds, uh, great hearts. And like, right, like, you know, you're, they're going to make a positive difference. So being able to help, like, you know, them develop those skills is awesome. And also the way we had ran the program with having meetings with various sort of, you know, with the elders who are, I, I think for the most part, just our various sort of equity and sustainability heroes that are, you know, would be willing to come here and talk to us. Uh, that was cool, right? Like, you know, it, it's rare that you get to, uh, invite someone that you really respect and like look up to and then get to like grill them for an hour about, you know, what makes them tick? How do they function? How do they get to where they are? Like what are the strategies they, they use uh, you know, what are the outcomes they're trying to work for Right. Just to get like a masterclass on how to like integrate equity and sustainability. Uh, That's an opportunity that I don't think is often available. And then we, we got to do that for the last two years and hopefully continue to get to do that for, you know, many more years uh so yeah fun it was a lot of fun um you know uh, i guess it's all good and well to talk about fun but perhaps we should talk about some of the practical outcomes so maybe we should take a moment and and think about what we we believe that the students learned from IO. so i'll let you go for a story what do you think the students have learned
1: yeah I, i mean i think through their own reflection on this i think i think they're they're, obviously, they're more comfortable answering what sustainability means to them, which was a goal. I think they're more likely to see there are a lot of ways for people to do sustainability um, work. Um, and so I think they see more points of entry for themselves by having met with others. I think they're more uh, likely to see themselves as having a place in the work professionally or personally, which I think they reflected on. I I think they're more confident and engaging with elders and knowing that like, it's okay to ask questions and just have a conversation and it would be really cool. And, um, and then I think the last thing I say is that I think storytelling is really powerful and an impactful practice that they can employ and use to learn. What do you think?
0: Yeah. Um, So when I think about what the students have learned, it makes me think back to what, um, one of the students said to us about uh, how a lot of their friends think about sustainability. That is, uh, one of them had reported that their friends, uh, one of the best friends didn't understand why they were involved with sustainability because they thought that sustainability was about buildings and managers. Right. Um, And uh, you know, the fun thing is the student who said that actually uh, the student who said that if sustainability wasn't for them, actually we participated in the program and uh, you know, I think learned that sustainability isn't just about infrastructure, nor is it about like, uh, that it doesn't, and shouldn't just focus on like the values and concerns from like more affluent uh, folks. And I think, right, I think the student was also thinking about like affluent white folks, right? It was thinking that because, you know, that they were black, that like uh, sustainability wasn't something that would, appeal to their values their perspectives and their concerns and uh, so I think that was one thing that all the students learned right that that uh, sustainability shouldn't just focus on a particular set of values shouldn't and perspectives and should be informed uh, right by the views of everybody in society and then they also uh um, Learn that they can combine their interests uh, regarding empowering the communities with interests about the environment, and, and all of them had, right, had done a ton of work about you know community development and like really, you know, had had very clear commitments about like empowering the communities they came from, um, but they didn't see how that tied with uh, doing environmental work, and now they do right. They see that the environmental work involves uh, right. Or I mean, doing the equity work involves also doing environmental work and doing environmental work when done best, done right, involves equity work. And so, uh, yeah, I, I think those are sort of the, the big lessons, right? The, uh,
1: that's. Sorry, that's great. Just let's keep rolling here a second here. And yeah. So so given given that, uh, you know, based on this past couple of years, could you could you also make a couple comments on what do you think will keep. And what do you think will change um, if we're able to go forward? And what set, sort of tips would you have for other people trying to start a program like this?
0: Yeah. So um, I, I think it's clear that the, the, the students had a positive experience and learned a lot. So uh, definitely should keep going with the program. So like that that's not something we should change, right? I think we should maintain the program. The stuff that we've been doing, I think we should keep doing. Uh, I do think, I, I mean, I think the, the, the meetings with the, the various elders were really educational for the students and also inspirational and motivational. Um, and the students responded really well to our, our trip to right. Uh, they they clearly uh, found that it was a strong bonding experience and that they also enjoyed going to the various talks and learning uh, about different ways that people were approaching sustainability. And I, I think they got something they didn't expect, right? I think they didn't expect folks to be talking about equity as much as folks were, and then seeing that there were more traditional sustainability folks talking about equity inclusion made them realize there really was a place for them in that. Um, but one thing I think we do, we should change is we, we should think about broadening uh, recruitment. So uh, the way we recruited was really uh, sort of us just identifying who we thought would be the ringers, right? Who were the high impact students on campus working towards equity, who we thought uh or, you know, had uh, experience with them such that, you know, we suspected that they were involved or knew that they were also involved and interested in the environment. So, like, these were the students who were kind of clearly the ones that who would gain the most and be able to contribute the most to, like, these sorts of conversations. Um, but, you know, I, I think if we're wanting to think about sustainability and inclusion and thinking about, like, how... Everyone's voice should be involved in those conversations, and like every sort of way of understanding, uh, you know, wellness and flourishing and values should be uh, involved. We we, we sh- should move away from the the just sort of the handpicked ringers and have it a more kind of open and accessible program where uh, a broader range of students can be involved. And so I think we need to think about recruitment. So that we can involve not just, we didn't really involve the usual suspects, but what we did was we involved the suspects who were like, you know, most likely to get away with the crime perhaps, right? We we, we should uh, think about how we can, uh, yeah, have, have uh, students who might not be obvious choices be involved. Um, and then I, I think one of the important parts of the program that we haven't talked about yet is we gave all the students stipends, right? And I think it's important to continue uh, providing uh, that sort of, or some sort of compensation at least, right? So like we were able to, to provide like monetary stipends because of the grant from the IONI. So like, thank you, IONI, for making this possible. Uh, we mentioned you, but we haven't thanked you yet. So thank you, IONI, if you're listening. Uh, but, you know, uh, with this kind of work, uh, students have to put in the time, right? So like the students put in at least, you know, uh, an hour for the meetings uh, every two weeks uh, throughout the time they're involved. But, right, they probably put in a lot of labor thinking about it. Like, we often had various sorts of homework. Uh, I mean, they weren't, like, we were giving assignments, but we were asking folks to, like, have online conversations and think about these things. And, like, you know, uh, when even when they went home during various breaks, we asked them to, like, think about what sustainability and equity means in the the communities that they were going to when they were, you know, uh, on break. Um, and there's an opportunity cost to that, right? So like one thing uh, uh, about trying to broaden perspectives, it means trying to bring in perspective of folks who are marginalized. Folks who are marginalized, uh, right? One of the ways that folks get marginalized is through like, you know, economic disadvantage and financial disadvantage. So the students are giving up opportunities to work, opportunities to do other things um, that would help them graduate more quickly and, you know, accrue less debt or, you know, have to pay less cost. And we need to remember that and think about how we we can make it less difficult for students who already find higher ed challenging, particularly in terms of, right, like time and economics to keep participating, right? So we don't we don't want to make it a program that's just accessible to the folks who have the the free time to do it. We want to, I think is the most important population of students that we need to talk to is students who would find it very difficult to participate in the conversation. And I'm thinking about how to make the conversation easier for them to participate in. Um, Troy, what do you think?
1: Yeah. So I guess maybe, 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 maybe to wrap up, I, I guess I would just say uh, uh, that, that, uh, I think we 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 highlighted some key elements that you know that it was really important that if other people are thinking about some of this at their school, it was awesome that that some leadership was displayed right from the top or to to bring in some funding that was encouraging multi-group collaboration. we were able to benefit from that, right? Sometimes there's a pilot project brewing, and it just needs a little catalyzing to get going. Um, I think you did a good job at explaining that the importance of wanting to compensate students to participate in a program and knowing that that's an important thing, but that's something we're going to have to address in future years and see how we, we can do that. And then I think the, just, just those basics parts about just bringing in cool people and having cool conversations. And, and we weren't, we, I don't think we ever went through this is the Brundtland definition for sustainability or things like, like, even though like, like I, maybe was, I wanted to do that or, you know, and you're a philosopher and you know I'm a philosopher wannabe, and you know, but I think we I think we kept it really conversational, relational, and and let some of those those lear- the, the 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 learning emerge, right? And um, that's something else we can think about in future years too about the more some of how we do some of that grounding. But 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 hopefully this presentation has provided some thoughts for people to chew on, and um, and we'll keep experimenting on our campus. And so uh, again, you know, we appreciate everybody taking the time to hear. Uh, a little bit more about our experiments. And of course, we're excited if anyone wants to reach out to discuss more about our pilot project.
0: So this brings us to the end of Season 1 of Just Sustainability. I've had a lot of fun chatting with folks and creating this podcast, and I hope that you've enjoyed it as well. I'll be taking a short hiatus over the summer, but please join me again after the fall equinox, uh, that's towards the end of September, for Season 2. I've already recorded a bunch of really terrific conversations that I'm excited to share with you all. And if all goes to plan, there might be some new features for the podcast. See you in September. Thank you for listening to Just Sustainability. If you've enjoyed what you heard, please support this podcast by subscribing and leaving a review. Just Sustainability is recorded with the support of the Institute and the Environment at the University of Minnesota. In particular, I want to thank Peter Levin and Beth Mercer-Taylor for all their help with this show. All the music on Just sustainability is composed and recorded by Clifton Nesseth, and all the artwork was created by Kristen Nesseth. Thank you again for listening.